right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. We thank him for it. Look, it's the easiest way to get parts. Y'all know this by now, please. Kevin, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm a little fired up. This one hits close to home, bro. I'm more than fired up, dude. I, I'm like a rocket ship. I'm ready to fly. This is going to be, oh, man, just kind of rip-roaring good time. I mean, this is a, a whole, like, crazy, fun, exploding space we're about to dive into. Yeah, man. And it's throttle therapy. For any lunatic out there that knows... Like, me and my friends have certain things, right? We we have dirt church where we get up early on Sunday mornings, and we're, like, wheels in the dirt, the mud by 6 a.m., and we throttle as hard as we can until, like, 9 or 10, until it's amateur hour, uh, and then we scoot out. Um, there are certain things that you do that is practice and it's just a blast. Uh, it, you got to love the fact that the man, the team that we're talking to, uh, and it really is a team, you'll find that out, they get to do some of the funnest stuff and call it a career. It's it's one of the things that people dream of, man. It's like a dream job for people that love a little throttle therapy. Well, there's like multiple layers there because uh, we're talking about a couple, right? A couple. And I mean, for any, let's say, car guy, car girl, your kind of dream is to have that partner in crime doing the same kind of crazy with you. And here these guys are like lockstep, you know, playtime, work time, Fun time, it's all mixed up together, and these guys are top of their game, man. So I'm just going to spit it out. This is Weller Racing, man, and these guys are just, they're having too much fun. I'm jealous, you're jealous, and I know everybody listening is going to be jealous. Hey, and I tell you, man, for whatever reason, maybe their face is slender or something, a female looks so much better than a helmet, dude's face is all crushed up, like, Talking like South Park characters, like, oh, sure. Can't hear nothing. Man, we look all stupid, fat cheeks. Females just, look how cute she looks in the helmet. Let's go throttle therapy style, go racing. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, and you got to love the, the type of racing they're doing. Because, man, it is, it is balls to the wall. It is absolutely uh, some of the funnest stuff you could ever imagine. I can't wait to dive in. Because you, you're right, man. It is exploding uh, it is exploding format. I really expect uh, there to be so much growth in this. Uh, it's just mind blowing. I- I'm shocked that I don't have one of these toys right now. Yeah, now we're specifically talking about. I mean, these guys are into everything off road, just like we are. You know, we're super excited about it. I just picked them up uh, an almost new 2020 Husqvarna, a little FX 350. I'm ready to get back on the trails. I've been hitting the wakeboard so hard the last few years. I am stoked, but this is four wheels. You know, and we got Jeeps, we got, you know, just general off-roading, we got rock crawling. 
uh, and, th and they've been in all of it. But right now, they are really dominating in this UTV space, man. I mean, and this UTV space is incredible. Uh, everybody's headed there. You know, when I talk about picking up a new dirt bike, everybody's like, oh, man, don't you want a side-by-side? -side? I'm like, well, of course. <laughs> you know, like everybody yeah, yeah. else. You, you want to give me a side-by-side -side for a motocross bike price chunk? Yeah, <laughs> so it's a little harder to get into. So maybe we'll pick their brain a little bit on, uh, you know, maybe some advice, you know, how to get in, what kind of rigs, you know, what kind of fun factor. And I know, man, these things are taking over everything because I, I own a rock crawler. It's no Jeep. I got Kingpin 60 up front, 14 bolt. Uh, it's locked front rear, winch front and back. Uh, it's on 40s. It's a bad bitch. But every time I'm at Moab or I'm in the Rockies doing my wheeling or down, you know, down south hitting up some trails, I can't help but to notice how much fun everybody's having uh, in the UTV world, man, and how easily they're making – you know, meat out of out of some of the toughest trails. It really is. It's awesome, and I, I love the fact that these things are growing. And hopefully, it won't be too many more years, bro, before people like you and me on this tight budget we're on can afford some toys like this. That's all I'm saying. Just want to put it up there in case one of our bosses listen. It's uh, only a matter of a few more years. A few more. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's right well i mean what you're getting nowadays for anybody that's been blind and not into the utvs uh you know think back years ago and it was more uh utilitarian uh you know moving around hay bales on the farm etc uh but now you got a you got a freaking trophy truck you know that you could just go pretty much buy it's a slightly downsized version but to talk about the capability and the fun factor I mean, it's full on, you know, Ba 1000 trophy truck, just shrunk down budget wise, uh, but I, I probably even way more fun just because size it is, and man. scale and everything else, you know? It is, man. It, look, it's so much fun to make you yell out your pin number. You're just in the middle of a trail, just yelling out numbers. Ah! Um, here's the deal. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Weller Racing. Grab uh, grab something to wipe the fun off because you're going to need it when we get back. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. is presented by CarParts.com. You been in that mobile experience yet? Dude, this is simple. This is easy. I'm telling you, if you're in need of a part, no year make model, boom, you got your part dropped right to your door. Check it out, carparts.com. All right, Bird, how do you know the Weller Racing Team? Because uh, that's a big name in the racing world, man. Oh, amen, it is. You know, God, I swear, it might go back eight, ten years. Uh, you know, as time's flying by, but they're the two cats that I, I really enjoy trying to catch every year when we go to SEMA. They're always there. They're in some booth. Man, they're always just the coolest people, smiling, high-fiving, swapping stories. Uh, so over the years, they've just been like my kind of SEMA buddies, and I kind of keep track of them here and there, and, and excited to have them on the show, man, because they do, like you said, uh, probably some of the coolest things you could think of in the world as their day job. They do it together. Yeah, job. Yeah, and they do call it for play, job. you know? It's like 24-7 <laughs> good times. Well, so Jason, we imagine. Jason, you're killing me, Yeah. Man. So we got Corey and we got Jason, um, and they're both just kind of dominant in the field and together, I, I think unstoppable. So guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for taking a break from all that fun. Thanks for having us. Uh, and, and yeah, coming on with this. So how did you guys, you know, A, get together, let's say, you know, as 
as a couple and then kind of formulate that, hey, we're into the same stuff and let's just kind of keep doing it. I mean, that that's easy. We met racing. So uh, just right out of the gate that I met him at, a, at a, like one of my first races. And I think it was like one of his first races. Yeah, we were racing at ATVs back yeah. in like 2001, I think. Yeah, motocross. That's yeah, funny. motocross. On four wheels. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, I think it was my second race and her second race. And uh, some of our mutual friends uh, introduced us. And yeah. Now, some of your first dates were some of your first dates on like quads and dirt bikes. <laughs> well, I was um, unavailable at the time. Uh, I was going through a, a divorce, but um, we we raced together for probably like a year. Uh, and just at, at the at the track, since it was motocross, the quad people all just kind of hung out together. We're like the redheaded stepchildren. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm a motocrosser. Yeah. I understand that. There's a little division there. Yeah. Little... <laughs> we're, we're always the guys like plowing over the ruts for the dirt bikes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got out early, even before us motocrossers. We do practice, and they send the quads out to bust up the the chunks of mud and ice. You know, they send the quads out first, and we're like, "All right, quads, go do your part." Yep. <laughs> uh, as a motocross racer, but yeah, man, it, it, that's always cool. There's a big camaraderie in that world that people don't quite understand. And, and, and you didn't ask the big important question here, Bird, and that is, who, who won? <laughs> who, yeah, who, ah, who won? We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting yeah. the same, we were in the oh. same class too. I think we were both, I don't know, he probably won. What do you mean probably? I definitely won. <laughs> 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 Not after this episode. I honestly, the racer right there. I didn't even That's know how to ride yet. Like yeah. I, I, I hit the track and learned how to ride while I was racing. So yeah, he's probably right. He probably definitely won. I just, so, to so yeah. Jason, you probably figured it all out by now, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you there's winning the battle and there's winning yeah. the war <laughs> and you can win the physical race, but the war on your relationship. Hey man, she sometimes. said she was going through a divorce. I thought she might've won. She might've, <laughs> she might've whole shot at everybody. Just been out there mad, dude. <laughs> Call her little fury out on the racetrack. We're still, <laughs> we haven't figured out the war yet. That's still up for, up for yeah. <laughs> Well, Corey, catch us up, because uh, I know you used to run Pro 4. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the short course, kind of off-road stuff. Was that Lucas Oil at the time? It was, yeah. You're running? Okay. I, I, I love watching those as a kid. You know, I still try to catch them. Uh, and then you moved down into uh, kind of factory Yamaha. Now you're Can-Am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we, I mean, I kind of got into the Pro 4 by racing UTVs anyway. Uh, and then the Pro 4 um, offer came along, and obviously I'm not going to say no to that. And, uh, you know, we, we did that for three years and, you know, UTVs is our wheelhouse. Uh, so got back into UTVs after the pro four and, and have just been going hard ever since. So I raced for, um, Yamaha, uh, 2016, 2017, uh, with the YXZ when it first came out, uh, won a couple of championships for them. And then, um, went to Can-Am. That's a bad rig too. I love that. <laughs> the YXZ. Rig. Yeah, man. That thing is wicked, dude. It, it's great for, especially for people who are coming off of a dirt bike or a quad, they love shifting. Yeah. Um, that's what I like you know, about that's... it. And the, the paddles, the launch, you could hold them both <laughs> and you could rev it up, hit the, it hit the floor and it would, it would bang like a rev limiter, bro. And you could release both the paddles and the whole thing just boom launches like a little cannon. And that was one of the cool things, but you guys and who you're working with now, are the baddest of the best, man, they're, they're on top of the game. Can Am has been amazing. I I'm I was shocked because I think I'm going on year five with them, and I cannot believe how fast that's gone. Like it seems like we just that you know Maverick just met unreal. them all years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. The Maverick is amazing. It's, I love getting in my race car. 
Yeah, it's absurd. Mother. It's crazy. It's a handful of hold the hell on. I, I love it. it <laughs> well, how do you compare, you know, driving racing, kind of the uh, the Pro 4, you know, truck class? Maybe walk, you know, some of the listeners into, you know, how's that configured? You know, how much of it's just full-on tube chassis? How much of it's, uh, you know, sort of OE truck kind of base? And then getting into a UTV, they got to be completely different on just the whole experience. Which one did you like better? Uh, they, they are so different. Um, and the better is a hard thing to quantify because I loved driving the truck when I was actually in the truck racing, which was a fraction of the time for that whole program, you know, with all the work involved, that was amazing. Like that's just chaos and horsepower and dirt in your face and, and bashing. And it's just fun. It's everything that is short course. Um, so I love that part about it. What I love about the UTVs is it is everything else is so easy with them too. So you get all the thrill of driving it, but maintaining it, building it, fixing it is just so much easier than, than at something like the Pro 4, which is like a fully custom unlimited tube chassis, unlimited motor. Um, everything on that truck was a one-off. Um, so it, it was literally a custom machine. So anytime you had to fix something or replace it or try to make it better, it was all custom work. And, and it was, it was such a slow, expensive process. So I got a question for you. Did you ever finish a pro four race with all the body panels on? <laughs> Cause every time I've seen a race, it's like, they're just, you know, like they're just made to fly off or you guys are rubbing and bumping and smashing. Yeah. Uh, is it possible to finish a race is, with yeah. everything intact? It's pretty rare, but pretty much in your budget, when you're looking at like how much you spend on fiberglass for the year, yeah. you pretty much put a body for every race. So they're, they're kind of like budgeted for it. And it's kind of like the deal it's what the fans like and, and stuff. Uh, you could definitely like, you know, be a little bit more uh, easy on it and get through the race without totally knocking a body off. But well, pretty rare for sure. That? That's no fun. Yeah. 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 And you can't feel it either. Like when you're getting close to somebody in a race, you know, you can't feel when your yeah. fenders are smashing into each other. There, there's no sense of that. So that's yeah. probably part of the problem. Like just, like, oops, there goes that fender. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of tear offs. Right, right. You know, your visor just, yeah. that's part of the game. You know, <laughs> dirt's collecting, lose a fender. <laughs> you know? bucks over there. <laughs> they got a hell of a duct tape budget. Hell of a duct tape budget for sure. Towards the end of the, <laughs> end of the season, Corey would be out there like, we can fix that and like riveting it together and stuff. And reuse I'm all it. going to get my fender from tech. I'm like, I can put this back together. <laughs> Zip ties and duct tape, baby. That's your yep. number one friends. Now, yeah, Jason, yeah. man, you, you've been in uh, Can Am for a little while and you're doing the uh, King of the Hammers. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, King of the Hammers, I've raced uh, every year since 2016. It's just uh, for me, that's what I look forward to every year. It's It's a challenge. It's it's a combination of rock crawling and desert racing and almost like man versus machine, you know, because uh, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of preparation. And uh, sometimes, you know, you just hit it just right and you can get right up the rocks or you miss it just right. And it just ruins your day. So it's really cool. Uh, hopefully, you know, one of these days I can win it. Uh, this year, actually, Corey's going to race with me. So she's, <laughs> she's going to be my co-dog doing the navigation and stuff. So I think it's going to test more than machine, maybe like relationship test also. Yeah, no doubt. I can't even go to like visit grandma with co-driving and map reading and. Whew, Hell has frozen I can over. Only imagine. Yeah. 
Have you guys ever made it through an Ikea, um, <laughs> the whole store without a fight? Because uh, me and my wife can't do that. I feel like if you can do that, then you guys are going to be okay in the navigation part. We might need to do that for some pre-training. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's definitely going to be interesting. Like when we go to the dunes, we, we can't ride with each other. We both have to have a car and drive our, by ourselves. You know what I mean? So we'll see how it goes. There literally is no co-driving with us. Yeah. Like I will not ride with him. He will not ride with me. So we've always had our own vehicles. Is that competitiveness? Is that just, I can't sit still. I, I got to be. She just takes really you know, bad lines. Oh. Oh, that's so not true. <laughs> that's so not true. Uh, for oh, me, it's a, con great. a control thing. Like, I, I'm i just, if I'm not, if I my hands aren't on a wheel and I'm not the one controlling that machine, I'm usually terrified. So, yeah, we're the same. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it is much scarier, especially when you're rock crawling and, and doing stuff like that. It's, it's a lot scarier in the passenger seat than it is the driver's seat. The driver's seat, you understand what the vehicle is doing and you're asking it to do. The passenger seat, you're just flying blindly. You're just like, uh, you know, dropping curse words and trying to follow the map. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I have so, a feeling her like, eyes are going to be closed half, half the time. I'm going to just be like, I yeah. shut tight on all the oh. stuff. I'll wake her up to go do the winching and stuff. And then otherwise she's going <laughs> right, to be right. eyes closed. <laughs> You uh, might come out the other end though with like breaking through, you know, like you just, you just kind of have so many hours in the co-pilot seat and it just somehow you just burst through the other side and you're like, you know what? Yeah. I, I could do yeah, this, but, you know? Yeah. But you're in an environment, but you're in an environment that you, you can't practice. Like King of Hammers and that, there's no, there's not a practice. You might be able to blindfold yourself and, and, you know, tackle an eight story parking garage or something adequate, but there's, there's not, you know, there's nothing you could do to practice for that. So I imagine those, those obstacles and the speed and, and what you need to communicate and how all of that's going down is going to be completely new to you guys. And definitely a big challenge for the both of you as you try to navigate that in the pressure of a race. Yeah, I think Jason, I think we need to give him a mute button like, so that he can just mute me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I could see that. I agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. see that. That, that might be that. a very smart thing to put in there. Yeah. I think things are just going to come out of my mouth that shouldn't, and he just doesn't need to hear that. So just mute. Yeah. Mute. Just turn, turn it down. Each of yeah. you probably needs the button because you might, you know, you might see it coming, Corey, and just mute yourself. And then you might just, you might want to bury it in his ear. And then he might want to mute you. So, yeah. you know, it might be some double filtering there. Too, yep. I think All as right. long as the race goes well, it'll be good. But it seems like whenever stuff goes wrong and it's between like husband and wife, that's when it like gets worse and worse and worse. So we'll just have to see how it goes, I guess. Well, we're all we're all like wanting to take away at the end here, you know, the culmination of like fun factors. And again, like how much do we want our significant other involved? Because it yeah. sounds so awesome. And you guys are always when I run into you, you're always, you know, you know, smiles from ear to ear. You know, they might be fake, whatever else. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you really put on the persona of what an awesome team uh, and doing it together in partnerships. So why don't we take a quick break, Will? You got a, you got a throw out question for when we come back? Yeah, I, I do. I got, a, I got a couple of them. And obviously Jason's learned the secret of any happy marriage is, 
is just follow the lead. You, you, you're married. You have the opportunity to do anything and everything that she tells you to do. So, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things, man. It's uh, <laughs> it's the joy of being married. Um, it's like having a best friend that doesn't listen to anything you say. Uh, <laughs> all right, no, you guys are gonna do fine. Here's the deal: we're gonna take a break. Uh, when we come back, he's gonna tell us about what was considered about four or five years ago as the world's most um, how do they describe it? Lawless vacation spot the world's most lawless vacation spot where is it and what do these two have to do with it i'll tell you a little bit about it coming up two guys garage podcast kevin bird willie b we're back after the break It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. We thank him for it. All right, we have the Weller Racing Team. Google them. Find them. And uh, I, I got to tell you, when I read some info about them, one of the places they like to go blow off some steam and uh, have some fun at was voted one of the most lawless places on earth to visit or to take a vacation at. One of the most lawless places that you could ever go and well, ride and enjoy some motorsports at, and that place would be Glamis. If you don't know about Glamis, then turn off the podcast and go to your room. I can't, you, you don't need to be here. Uh, but if you do know about Glamis, you probably saw a bunch of it on the old videos of Krusty Demons of Dirt yeah. or something like that. Um, some old school stuff. But it is, oh man, it's on the California Mexico border. It's like, it's heaven. It's it's better than heaven. It's as far as you can see in sand, dudes. Sand, baby, the finest sand. It is like miles of dunes and glory. Uh, tell us, how did you get or hear about Glamis? What was the first time, and what's some of the funnest stuff you've ever got to do in Glamis, man? <laughs> um, I I actually went to Glamis before he did. Before I, I right before I met him, and uh, I loved it. And when when I met him after we had gotten together, he was telling me about his dunes that he goes to and oh, dunes are so cool. And I was like, the only dunes I'd ever been to was Glamis, right? And that's the real deal there. <laughs> his dunes are in Safford and, and it was a dune. And, uh, I, a dune. <laughs> that's and quite cool. a dune you got there, but yeah, it was quite the dune. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, we had the weekend there. I'm like, but you need to come see like my dunes, like come see my dunes. And then he came to Glamis with me and, uh, we've been going, for 20 years, ever since. It, Glamis is amazing. Yeah. It's a, it's got the whole package, and uh, what makes it cool is this show. You know what I mean? So yeah. you can just uh, you can sit there and just watch people oh. and just the you know what show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But not only that, the the dunes are so massive. You can just get on a roll. You know, if you're in a quad or a UTV or something, you can get on these bowls and just cruise for all day long and make a whole day of it and then get with your buddies and make a weekend of it. And at night you camp in the, in the campgrounds and it's, it's just a whole experience. It's just, you're just soaking it in the whole time. It's the world's best roller coaster that you control. Yeah. 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 It really is. And there's man. no speed limits. I, I've been down there. <laughs> oh, no speed limits. It's, and it is massive y'all. As far as the eye can see, massive big sand dunes. Uh, and some of them are enormous, and there's places that people always go to, Competition Hill and all these crazy other places. And uh, there's this crazy thing called the Glamis Candle that some dum-dum will build and light up the whole desert. And everybody's partying until the wee hours are riding. It's just an absolute blast. It's really cool. Uh, big weekends are always like Thanksgiving weekend, New Year's. Easter, but if you go on an off weekend, you're guaranteed to have a blast. There's always people there. Uh, it is some of the craziest, funnest, 
most unbelievable riding you could do in any application. Doesn't matter. You can go out there, whatever you want. Just have some big paddle tires on it and uh, and some buddies. Yeah, and we started the like a lot of people will go like now we have we have a nice rig and stuff that we go in, but we started out tent camping. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. in a tent. Yep. <laughs> yep. And just every year, you know, we'd like progress, like now it's a tent on a trailer. <laughs> Oh, now it's a box trailer with no windows, you know? So uh, we just kind of, yeah, you, you can have fun in it with, with nothing but a, a bike yeah. and a truck and mm-hmm. just go out and rip around. Yeah. yeah, and there's no limit to uh, the stupidity that some people bring. Like Agreed. you said, it, it makes the show that much more interesting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Every kind of engine and anything you can imagine that could be in the sand is out there. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I seen a per- I seen a guy a few years ago racing a couch. Yeah. You know the drags? <laughs> at the drags. He had a, a couch. A just, yeah, at the drags. He was racing a couch with a motor on it. They got, snow- they like, got snowmobiles out there too in the sand. Yeah, there's snowmobiles. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it's a it's an insane cool place. I recommend it for anybody that's got something to, to that's got a throttle. You're gonna have a blast in it. Go check it out. Hey, w- when you look at racing, man, uh, whether it's just as a person or as a competitor or, or even as a couple. Um, what would you say for people out there? Because nowadays racing, there's so much fidelity involved, regardless of what it is, whether it's side-by-sides. Obviously, you know, um, each class and each thing that you race has all this stuff you got to do and the series you got to run and points and you got to get this license and that license. Um, and you almost sometimes forget. You can go to a, a normal track on a test and tune, and there's some guy who – Ran his first, you know, uh, you know, thirteen second pass or ten second pass, or he got under the tens. And here's this guy who's loading up on a single trailer and a pickup truck with a little toolbox, and he's the happiest man on earth. And there's guys that are complaining about everything underneath the sun, loading up in their big rigs with the dual haulers and stuff. Uh, it, some of that is lost in racing. It's cool that you guys live that, but also love it. You know, every day we tell ourselves, like, it's crazy that we, we make, we're making a living doing this. And our business is all side by sides also, you know, so that's how we've made it work. But uh, we like to have fun. And I think we've been doing it so long. And I think that's what the Pro 4 taught us. And kind of why we got out of it was just it wasn't fun. And to go out there and be able to spend a weekend with your friends and race and have fun. I think that's really what, what keeps us going. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes yeah. the bigger your program is, the the bigger sponsors you have, um, the it, it's it's more expectation, it's more work, it, it's uh, it, it becomes a job. Yeah, yeah. It, well, you you mentioned something that's fun that you you now do a business, right? You molded your business after what you you're racing and what you find fun. Uh, and in those world of UTVs, man, this that's a that's a crazy world. It's kind of exploding right now. Um, how does your guys with K&M, how do they stay on top of the game? And where's the ceiling? What are these things going to be like two years, three years, five years? Because these things are coming out with now in 2022 models are insane compared to just three years ago. Yeah, it's definitely blown up. You know, we've been in the industry since they came out in like 2004, you know, so uh, seeing all the vehicles and where it's been and, and the ups and downs, it's definitely up right now. And I don't see it slowing down. And uh, as far as us working with Can-Am, it is really nice to work with a company that uh, they welcome competition and they, they're really good at what they do and they know they have a really good vehicle. And every year they're asking, you know, what, what they need to do to fix it. And they're upgrading little things, you know, and, and making it better for the, the end user. And it's, it's better for all of us, you know. Did, did you get a, 
you gonna see that Maverick when it when it first came out when you guys saw that were you were you one of the first years that th- that thing came out because that really was a completely reinvented platform when they dropped that and and decided to really get in the market hard. They everybody was shocked when that thing came out. The X three was sexy. Like, yeah, that, yeah. I, I was just all black and I was like, oh. <laughs> Plus all the I mean the the power it has and the yeah. the suspension the travel like the every year you know like. Back in 2015, you raced King of the Hammers. It was like in a rhino, you know? Or yeah. yeah. It didn't have any suspension. It was, it was hard. tires. <laughs> I feel like every year now, they're having to make the course harder because these vehicles are just so much travel and so much horsepower, and they're capable of doing it that it's just making it easy, you know? So it's it's, it's awesome. Well, you guys are working kind of in parallel. I mean, Willie just mentioned you guys kind of wrapped your business around. I mean, you are making all the performance parts to go on these UTVs for all the different brands and whatnot. So, I mean, you've got everything from exhaust systems and turbo kits and upgraded wheel hubs and you name it. Uh, so you're kind of helping drive this whole scene, right? You get people amped up, you get people more capability, they get more hungry, they want more. It just continues and continues and people get all excited and, and, and hopefully grow that segment. Well, yeah. like with the auto industry too, um, the bigger the aftermarket is for that particular vehicle, the more people want that vehicle. You know, the more no pop-ups there are for it, the, the more attractive it is. So um, I think OEMs and the, and the aftermarket companies, you know, we need each other to, to propel it even further. You preach it, girl. You preach it. Mm-hmm. That's gospel, y'all. Pay attention. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, it, she's not lying. It, it, and you look at what's the future, what's down the road. I mean, these things are unbelievable now. What's next? What do you feel like is the next evolutionary leap for these things? More suspension, more tire, more horsepower? Um, more stability control. Like, what do you think? Where Where's it going? I mean, uh, Polaris just uh, released a new uh, Pro R that's that's a two liter. So it's a naturally aspirated two liter. Everything to this point has been a thousand cc and under. Uh, so it, it's exciting. It, it's definitely you know it's it's new, and I'm excited to see what other manufacturers have to compete with that. And it just went up to the bar. So uh, I think definitely performance. You know, obviously uh suspension i i think they have a lot of travel but maybe just you know more refined yeah and like uh electrically controlled and more end user ease and stuff like that what do you what do you recommend for people because you know there's so many of us sitting on the sidelines thinking man i really want to get into this you know i got to save a few bucks i got to take out a loan what's it going to take so what kind of recommendations do you have for Maybe kind of getting your first purchase, getting out on the trail. What maybe even you know renting your first kind of rig to uh, to see if you like it. That's always a really good idea. Um, if, if you have no clue what you want and you you really don't, um, is to be able to drive a few different models and, and see what fits you and what your kind of help mold your expectations a little bit. If you do sort of know what you want, like a lot a lot of people run with a group, right? Like they have all their Can Am friends, or they have all their Yamaha friends, or their Polaris friends. Um, it's a little easier that way because you have a whole group of people that can help you out with that decision. But um, mostly it's, yeah, if you can get your seat, if you can get your butt in the seat and go actually physically drive something like any other vehicle, um, that's definitely going to help you. And then obviously just uh, what kind of riding you do and what you like. Um, yeah, I'd say you know, older model maybe. a lot of stuff's based off of like 64 inch or 72 inch. A lot of the different manufacturers have those two model widths basically. So uh, back Midwest, you know, if there's a lot of trails that are 64 inch, you, you probably want to go with like a 64 inch start there and see what's 64. Uh, pretty much like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, all have setups for, for both, you know. 
Um, and then, yeah, what kind of riding do you do? Do you do trails or do you do, do sand dunes only? You know, at the dunes, it's hard to beat the Can-Am and, and the Players does well out there too. Um, you know, in the tight stuff, you know, you may want like a, like a dual sport, you know, like a commander or like a, even like a utility vehicle if you're doing some utility stuff. So. <laughs> well, and affordability wise, dual it's sport. like the used car market too. I think that you can save a lot of money if you get a decent used vehicle you need to know which models are good used and which ones to stay away from. And that's a little riskier, but it does save you money. Is there something to look for in each of the models that it, a, a, a guy looking at a used one may want to check in, in certain Yeah, and models? that's kind of where the internet comes in handy, I think. Um, you know, especially with uh, forums and, and social media and stuff. Uh, I think there are certain years of certain manufacturers of certain models that were duds. And they're probably getting sold really cheap. And then, you know, there's probably really good ones that, that it's a no-brainer. Go buy that used if you find it. Uh, it's just a matter of educating yourself and getting, you know, on those forums and, and, and filling yourself with information to be able to make that decision. Yeah, my buddy tried to sell me a Polaris the other day, 900, non-turbo model. And I'm like, come on, cuz. How are you going to have me last? I'm going to last out there getting <laughs> drug. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of those Man. older models, like the Razor 800, that thing was pretty solid. You know, I've, I've seen some guys that have a lot of miles on those things. It definitely, the more power you get and the more uh, suspension you get, you know, you're you're kind of wearing out stuff sooner, you know, so... What are some of your top upgrades that you guys recommend? Because you sell, you know, so many different offerings. And clearly it depends on what you're doing. But I mean, just like, you know, maybe your first kind of upgrades. What What's kind of the typical? Is it just tire? Is it the shock? Is it, yeah, you so, know, lights? So like our, our business does a lot of Yamaha YXZ stuff. Uh, that's that's what we, we do mainly. And I would say uh, one of the first things they do is exhaust and probably shocks. Uh, we can go in the shocks and we do like different springs and internals, make it ride like cushy and, and kind of soak up a lot more stuff. Uh, when they deliver them from the manufacturer, they're catering to a whole wide range of people and we can take it and set up your suspension just for you. And it makes it, you know, if you're a young guy that's jumping it or an old guy that's wants to go three miles an hour, we can cater it to you, you know? So I'd say, that's what we do a lot of. And then we have like tie rods and a lot of bolt on stuff. You know, it's cool because a lot of people can buy these and then just buy stuff, you know, Christmas presents or upgrade stuff. And it's all tailored off of our racing. Jason, you forgot the biggest demographic out there, bro. Old men that want to jump it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Just thinking about yourself, man. Thinking about yourself again. I have a few customers right now that totally come to mind that fit that exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I was just, I was just saying both ends of the spectrum. We have a, <laughs> I got um, you, man. I'm and what, what's cool is all our parts, you know, it, it started as us racing. Mm -hmm. And then we would break those parts. We found the weak points. And then we would start making those parts for us. And then other people saw them and wanted those parts. And then that's why we started building parts, for those parts for other people. And that's basically what we do. Uh, the irony of that is racing, when you get down to it, is a continuous search for the weakest link. And you exactly. guys yeah. made a company supplying the weakest link replacement <laughs> parts. Yes. You guys are brilliant. You're brilliant. <laughs> Where do people find you socially? How do people plug into everything Weller Racing? Uh, we're uh, social media like Instagram, Weller Racing, uh, Facebook, just search Weller Racing, WellerRacing.com, uh, and YouTube Weller Racing. So, uh, Corey and I are both on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And uh, pretty much every day we're posting stuff we do in our lives. And 
And your UTV stuff, where do people get more about that? Wellerracing.com is our website. Uh, you can buy all the products we make cool. on there. Yeah. Yep. Has awesome, man. Well, I wish you guys the best. I got to tell you, man, about this King of Hammers, bro. You, Jason, you got to know, man, women remember things that haven't even happened yet. So go over go over your your lines, your track. Make sure you got everything. Make sure you, you present her with the coffee and a tumbler each day. You know, all those things. And it smells like lavender inside the rig the whole time. It's soothing, right? Yeah. It's calming. I think that... Uh, I think I, with Corey, you know, with the racing and, and all the stuff we do together, I think she's missing some of those like very feminine <laughs> requests, you know? So uh, I, I was like, instead of this, you know, maybe like we'll do some stuff on your race car or something. So Yeah. That's a sign she's hit her head too many times. Eh, she suffered a row cage concussion when she starts asking for that stuff. <laughs> all right, man. Well, Hey, we appreciate it. Weller Racing uh, on all the social stuff. That's where you can see all the stuff they're manufacturing, making, uh, and then cheer them on for all the exciting adventures they got going on as well. Don't forget about our show. And there's Weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also available on Motor Trend Streaming, which is a great way to find us. Thanks to our guests, Jason and Cordy Weller. Go find them, Weller Racing. Uh, my man, Kevin Bird, I and Willie B, our producer, Scoop, and executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, and check us out at twoguysgarage.com and share your thoughts with us on social. We're everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, the Two Guys Garage podcast, it's a copyright, 2021, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. I told you I was going to be fired up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to end fired up. <laughs> man, yeah. I got to get my dirt bike out and throw some dirt around. I mean, Have you gone to the Hammers? Yeah, man. No. I'm so there? far up in the, I'm in Detroit city. So man, that's a long journey, but it's on my bucket list. King of the hammers and glamis. Yeah. Should be hundred percent. You can, yeah. you can combine oh, those trips. Goodness. You oh. can. They're very close together. Yeah. Hey, Amen. Like two hours. I have apart. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I could imagine the sand and dirt. Yeah. And butt crack for those two weekends. And we both have extra passenger seats. So you guys can ride. Right, right. <laughs> That'll give you a place to sit when I'm driving. <laughs> oh, shut up. Y'all get out of here. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Uh, thank you guys and everybody out there. Take care. We'll see you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.